This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Here's a story that simultaneously made me feel like a terrible father and a great father. Hmm. Stay with me on this one. In Washington, police were looking for a suspect who apparently had been stealing catalytic converters. We've talked about this on on the show. It's an issue in the Taz and Jim listening area. Uh, You have people crawling underneath vehicles. (laughs) We've heard from listeners who have seen legs underneath their car. Mm -hmm. What the heck's going on here? Some guy's under there with uh, a grinder, some tools, and and trying to steal the catalytic converter from right under the automobile, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what this guy was suspected of. So they went to his home, and cops did find what they were looking for, a bunch of stolen catalytic converters. Mm-hmm. But in the child's bedroom, in this car, the catalytic converter thief's bedroom, kid's bedroom, they found a 400-pound playground slide <laughs> that had been attached to the kid's bunk bed. Awesome. And they instantly knew where it was from because uh, months before... A slide from a public park had been reported missing. Hmm. He's been using that angle grinder for a couple different projects. (laughs) Yeah. The the guy cut cut the slide off the playground, and it looks amazing. Like, this kid must have loved it. (laughs) You're the best, Daddy. I don't know how you do it. Top bunk of the bunk bed. Yeah. A industrial-grade playground slide. It's going, like a race car bed. Yeah, going down better than a race car yeah. bed. It's like a race car bed if the bed was made out of a real race car instead of a plastic one, right? <laughs> uh, so the cops took some pictures. They arrested him on the spot for taking the slide. Yeah, it's a lot of work, and he did it for his kids. So some good dad points on that end of thing. True. Things. But now the the child is going to have to grow up without a father because this dude's going to prison. And without a slide, unfortunately, too. Yeah. That's getting taken away. You get used to having a dad. You get used to having a sweet slide on your bunk bed. <laughs> and now you don't have either. So consequences. Yeah, maybe, maybe the stepdad can get him some monkey bars. You know, you never know. (laughs) What are you going to steal me? You're not my real dad. (laughs) Boy, that sound can only mean one thing. Joining us on the show, it's Mr. Danko Jones. Danko, how the heck are you? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, big day. Like, like you're shifting her into high gear. On a Friday here, holy cow, you got the new single out, the new album is announced, celebrating 25 years as a band, and you must be excited to be performing live, albeit it's a, it's a live stream show, you're not in front of the crowds that you're used to performing in front of, but uh, it's all happening at once, baby. But it is live, that's uh, something that I think we're going to start to blast out there, it's a live show, uh, because we only say that because there's been some quote-unquote live streams that are pre-taped, uh, but the band doesn't tell you about it. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be 
uh, very, very live. And why I say very, very is because I'll probably screw up a few times. Truth be told, I screw up on purpose just so, you know, people, you know, don't get a complex about it being so perfect. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be too perfect. And Danko is a very modest gentleman. If you've ever been to one of his shows, you know that it's, it's never about how great he is. He just wants you to enjoy the music. Even though it's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, rock show anyone can see on planet Earth in 2021. <laughs> Has that confidence always been there? I mean, this is going to be your 10th album that comes out this summer. 25 years performing. Um, the first time Danko Jones hit the stage. Do you remember your very first show? And were you feeling confident on that evening? Uh, actually, I do remember the very first official show was in Montreal at a at a real hole in the wall called Looney's, which is not around anymore. It was like a punk rock dive. And we played with, well, I can't say the name on, on the air because they have a swear word in it. We can beep but, it. Hold uh, on. Let me get my finger on the button. All right. Go for it. Uh, the space <laughs> headline and, and uh, sit and spin from New Jersey. They, it was a great show. And the space are uh, a, now a legendary band because a lot of those members went on to do even bigger things. So, yeah, it, it, it was a great show. Um, and we came out first of three, all guns blazing. And I have that on cassette somewhere. That's amazing. Recording it. And uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, looking forward to you joining us as well, raising some awareness and money for the Unison Benevolent Fund and having some fun on St. Patty's Day with our uh, St. Patty shenanigans live stream. Now, you, uh, do you celebrate St. Patty's? You're not a big drinker, right, Danko? No, I'm not. Um, I'll play Thin Lizzie for St. Patrick's Day and uh, blast that. Um, so I will join in in my own way. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lemmy made you drink a couple times, didn't he? <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> you can't say I no think... to a Jack and Coke from Lemmy. Well, that's just it, isn't it? Like, when he hands it to you, um, you can't just... Yeah, you got to take it. I mean, it's, it's not... Pe- Is it peer pressure? I mean, it's a, it's, a spe- it's a great kind of peer pressure. It's an honor, it? almost. I mean, yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I did... I did actually... Probably to him it was just nothing, but I got drunk off of what he gave me once um, <laughs> before um, before we even did sound check for a show opening for them. And uh, when I got to the stage and everybody was setting up and I was a little ch- chattier than usual, everybody kind of kept looking at each other going, what's going on with that guy? And then I had to tell him. <laughs> I got called into his dressing room. There was one time we were at uh, a bar and he goes, what are you, what are you drinking? And I, I go, I don't know. Like I, I, I used to have a, a girlfriend who just ordered me rum and Coke just to like have something for me to hold yeah. at a table while we talked with people. So I just said the first thing that came to my mind was a rum and Coke. And Lemmy just looked at me. And I go, oh, you didn't hear me? Rum and Coke. And he just kept looking at me. And then JC, who was right beside me, he whispered in my ear, say Jack and Coke. And I said, Jack and Coke. <laughs> and then Lemmy nodded, turned around, and ordered it with the bartender. <laughs> There's only one option. <laughs> yeah, so I learned a really, uh, an embarrassing lesson. It just, just, just say Jack and Coke, and you'll be fine. <laughs> Danko Jones, congratulations on the new single, I Want Out. The upcoming album, 25 Years as a Band. 
and have some fun tonight with the Power Trio and your live stream presented in part by Y108. Thanks, Danko. We'll chat on, on Wednesday, I guess, next week. All right. Have yeah, a good weekend, sure. man. That was fun. You too, guys. Yeah, okay. See you. see you, buddy. Justin Bieber released a song and video to honor his his favorite hockey team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, this week. I need you to hold It does make me kind of dance a little bit every time I hear it, Jim. Sure, sure. I'm sure a lot of people love this Yeah, song. it's catchy. We're not trying to disparage Justin Bieber by any means, but there was a mixed reaction amongst our listeners when we played a, a clip of this song. Some Leaf fans didn't enjoy it. Um, so we had Jim Kelly, who's also a Leaf fan, go into the studio and record a song. We played it about an hour ago, getting some uh, reaction here. F yeah, Jimbo, that was awesome. Six exclamation points on the Whoa. end of that one. That's, that's a good review. Jim, that's 100 times better than Bieber. Again, it's not a contest. Hey, we're all Leafs fans here. You exactly. Know, we're all on the same team. The more the merrier. Mm-hmm. Awesome, Jim. You kicked Bieber's ass. Guys, it's not what it's about, okay? Jim, that was awesome, says Arlene. I love it, Jim. Great job. Go Leafs, go. Uh, Dan said he's going to play the song for Joe Thornton, who's, who's a friend of his. <laughs> and that's not, this is now our goal, is to get that song played before a game in the Leafs locker room to get everyone going, right? Let's make it happen! Corey says, I love Jim's Leafs song. I'm a lifelong Leafs fan. That made me smile the whole time it was playing. Good job, Jimmy. I want to bring into the uh, conversation here our pal Dave Gibbs, works at Courtesy Ford in London, Ontario. Hey, Huge Dave. Leafs fan. Your biggest we know. <laughs> How's it going, boys? Good. Are you tired from staying up for overtime last night? Man, I haven't missed a game yet this year. <laughs> boy. You must be yeah. happy to see the boys win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, our boy Austin uh, with another uh, clutch uh, goal there. Right. Goal. Now, when you say our boy Austin, we've, we've talked about you on the air. You named your son, your newborn baby, after Austin Matthews. I did, yeah. He's actually sitting here right in front of me. <laughs> He's <laughs> doing good? Here. He's doing great. Awesome. <laughs> oh, there he is, little Austin. Okay, so this is a real test. Die All hard, right. die hard. Biggest Leafs fan we know. We want to play Jim's song for you, and you tell us what you think, okay? Let's hear it, buddy. Here we go. Matthews is crouched at the center line, blue and white pumping through his heart and mind. The ref blows a whistle, his hand goes up. The crowd goes wild with the drop of the puck. Simmons chucks knuckles as he drops the mitts. Tells both Kachuk brothers to taste his fists. This year the boys are knocking at the door. For Sittler and Clark and those who came before. Morgan Riley breaks out with the spin move. I think he learned that from Tessa Virtue. With razor sharp focus, Marner takes the pass. Undistracted by two press, up against the glass. The team has been down and the team has been up. Been 53 years since we won the cup. Thornton's flying and Grinding for that ring he's yet to earn with a beard bigger than Brent Burns. We're going the distance. We're Toronto Maple Leafs. We're going home with the cup of Stan Lee. We are playing and skating with power and grace. We're paid to see the look on Babcock's face. We're going the distance. It ends too too abruptly. I think that would be my one criticism. <laughs> Maybe a goal horn or something at the end, Jim, just to... Hey, that, 
I think the goal horn at the end would be perfect. Okay. Let us know it's I'll over. A, put a horn on Because it. I wanted more. I thought it was so good. I wanted the song to keep going. Yo, if you want more, watch the Leafs oh, yeah. in the playoffs. <laughs> He'll hey, give it to you. It's, it's, it's coming, buddy. What'd you think of the song, Dave? I think it's great. Don't get me wrong. I, I still might be uh, picking the Beeb's new song over uh, Jim's. So. Oh, whoa, no. Whoa. So if you, ha- you have another kid, would you name it Justin or would you name it Jim? I think I'm going to be naming him Mitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need you to hold on. Okay. You know, I don't care which song you prefer. Whatever, whatever you're bumping before the game is cool with me. It's not a contest between Jim and Justin Bieber. Everyone, no. everyone. Because he wins is, every time. Everyone's on the same team. Mm-hmm. That's it, exactly. And I guess this has turned into a bit of a series over the past couple of weeks. The hot real estate market. We've just been talking about how crazy things are out there. And we feel bad, especially for first-time home buyers. You're having to put uh, offers in 100, 150, 200,000 over asking price if you even want a chance to get a house nowadays. And we, we talked to a real estate agent who answered some questions about the market for us. We had a lawyer on last week to talk about things. And we thought, why not go for the trifecta? Let's get a mortgage guy on. The mortgage guy, Malcolm the mortgage guy, joins us. How you doing, Malcolm? Things are good? I'm doing great. Thanks a lot for having me on this morning, gentlemen. Uh, One thing that both the real estate agent and lawyer we spoke to told us about buying a house right now is don't don't offer more than you have, right? So that's I know it sounds simple, but uh, getting approved for a mortgage is a big part of this. And with no conditions, a lot of people are waiving the financial side of things just so they can get the house. And you're saying that's not a great idea. So I'm just suggesting that people be super cautious about that. And normally in in normal markets, I would never recommend to somebody that they do not make an an offer that is not conditional on financing. I get that right now that uh, competitive forces are really driving people to make that decision. And I understand that realtors are, uh, are, are in a position where they have to make those kinds of decisions. That said, you absolutely want to know exactly what you're going to qualify for and you do not want to go over. It is a serious legal liability if you're unable to get financing on a transaction after you've waived a condition or didn't put a condition in there. What would so, happen? Uh, well, I mean, you can get sued. Uh, yeah. that, that's the reality of it is if you, like, you're legally bound to your contract at that point, and if you can't follow through on it, you're at liability not only for, uh, for legal fees and costs associated with that, but for potentially any uh, shortfall that a buyer might have to take, uh, or sorry, a seller might have to take if, uh, if the buyer's not able to, uh, to follow through on the transaction. Uh, yeah, so if they missed out on another yeah. deal because they accepted your deal, then you're on the hook for the money that... Uh... Even more money. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> it yeah. is terrible. That's a stark well, the warning. The simplest thing is, uh, you know, you can spend 20 minutes with somebody like me and I can get you a really good estimate of what you wanted, you know, what your maximum would be, but you have to be super careful. And in fact, I'm working with a couple right now uh, and they're buying a property. Their credit is great. Their income is great. Everything's good. But the property is really, really small. It's only like 475 square feet above grade. There's, uh, there's not very many lenders that are excited about a 474 square foot property. No so kidding. there's lots of it's risks. It's a shoebox. 
Well, it's it's slightly bigger than a shoebox, and it's a beautiful house, completely redone, also gone over asking, you name it. But I know. It's, uh, it's crazy. It, it's a tiny little place. And, you know, the sort of classic example that I use when I talk to everybody is your credit can be great, your income can be great, but if you're buying a log cabin next to a gas station, the lender might not want to finance that. Yeah. What is people can just go to the bank? You know, let's say they have all their money at, uh, at one bank, and they're like, "I want to keep it all together. I'm just going to get a mortgage with my bank." What is the benefit of of seeing a mortgage broker like yourself, Malcolm? So I've got access to uh, dozens of different lenders and hundreds of different mortgage options. So that's really the biggest difference. Uh, again, you know, if I talk to people and I explain, you know, why would you want to come to me? You know, if you go to a, you know, a car dealership, let's say it's a Ford, obviously they're going to sell you a Ford, right? If you go to your bank, they're going to sell you whatever your TD or your Royal Bank or whatever their mortgage product is. I've got offer, I've got different products, different solutions, uh, you know, different prepayment options, different penalty options, different rates, different terms. So it's just got more access. And then again, I provide an unbiased opinion on uh, on the mortgages itself and your situation. And I like to think I'm, uh, you know, friendlier, more approachable and uh, also more accessible. I don't know how many banks will uh, call or text you at eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night. If you need, you know, if you're sitting uh, working with a realtor, actually trying to get an offer in front of somebody right then and there, you can call me up. We'll work through it together make sure that you're in bounds of what you can get you're not going to uh, text me at two in the morning when i'm trying to sleep though malcolm asking I'm if i'm still up out. rates are down <laughs> i'm definitely not going to text you at two o'clock in the morning and i'm not going to respond to your text at two o'clock in the morning but i'll probably check it out at seven or eight yeah the okay there's some limits back to you. that's right limits of the relationship uh, before we let you go um this is a positive i guess for people who already own houses your the value of your home has increased interest rates are near all-time low is it a good time to refinance even if you're locked in can you like break your your current mortgage and save money at a lower rate right now yeah and so that's going to depend uh to some extent on how much outside debt you have uh just breaking and and moving to a newer rate uh like a lower current rate there would likely be a penalty associated with that so that's really just a matter of doing the math understanding your penalty and then seeing uh if it makes sense to switch to a lower rate now or to hold off for a period of time if you're looking at wrapping in outside debt and doing some sort of a consolidation of your outside debts it is absolutely a great time to do that if you've got you know if you're like most of us with a couple of credit cards with balances outstanding student loan if you can wrap all of that into your mortgage at today's rates you're saving a ton of money i work with people all the time we're saving two three thousand dollars a month twenty five thousand dollars a year hundred and fifty thousand dollars over a course of a five-year term absolutely absolutely it's a great time to do that all right if you're looking to buy in the hamilton area and you want some help uh he'll he'll text you anytime and (laughs) (laughs) until midnight not after midnight malcolm the mortgage guy.ca malcolm the mortgage guy.ca check him out uh, nice talking to you, man. Nice to meet you, and we'll chat again soon, okay? Thanks so much, gentlemen. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day, everyone. And when we got word that our show was going to be on the air in Hamilton on Y108, one of the things we were most excited for was Cats games. Bring it on, you know? Let's go uh, experience what it's all about to be a fan of the, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. 
like two weeks after we we started in Hamilton, and we weren't able to go to any games. No, nobody was mm-hmm. <laughs> over the past year, and that was a bummer. But a little glimmer of hope here, getting excited again. Headline is CFL and XFL in talks over potential partnership. Mm. This could be big, Jim. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, I've seen a lot of mixed reaction from from fans of the CFL because CFL is the dignified league. Like it's you know it's been around for a while. The XFL is the the league that you know would benefit the most from this partnership. I would say. Yeah. Well, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson is now one of the guys behind the the XFL. And XFL, it's basically the WWE of football leagues, right? Yeah, they're a little more... A little more wild. It's 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 more subdued than it was when Vince ran it, but it's still kind of like the, uh, you know, showmanship league. Yeah, Vince McMahon, uh, the guy who's in charge of WWE, was the XFL guy. Now it's The Rock, mm-hmm. who has some wrestling ties as well, but he also has CFL ties. He played for the Calgary Stampeders. Back in the day, he was released by the team. I'm just hoping this isn't like a, a long con troll that The Rock has planned, still has some bitter feelings about being released by the uh, the Stampeders. Yeah, yeah. now he's going to own the Stampeders. <laughs> now he's going to string us along thinking that he wants a partnership and yeah. then at the last minute, psych! Huh? Who's who's too good for who now? Yeah, yeah. Can you smell? <laughs> I would like. I get like the thing is they have two different sets of rules, so mm. I don't know exactly what kind of partnership they're going to have. But I would love to see a um, a Champions League like they do in soccer, where the winners of each league play each other in a, in a tournament. That would be kind of cool. So the winner of the XFL and the winner of CFL go head to head in a tournament or something. Yeah, I do. En- I do enjoy the CFL, but one of the drawbacks would be the number of teams in the league. There's not that many, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how we're watching the NHL now and we're we're seeing the same teams play each other over and over again. But if at the end of it, uh, they brought in the winner of the XFL mm-hmm. to play the winner of the CFL, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, switch it up a little bit. It would legitimize both leagues in the American audience's mm-hmm. eyes, I think, so... That'd be something to do, and if folding they probably make chairs, money off it. folding chairs down the <laughs> sidelines to get a touchdown, you have to climb a ladder, <laughs> giant cage around the field. <laughs> I like it. It's an exciting moment for us, really, to start talking about uh, how do we collaborate? Says CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrose. That's a great word, and it's at the heart of this collaboration. So again, we don't know exactly what it means, but the CFL and the XFL currently in talks. Let's just get uh, the guys out there on the field and get them playing ASAP. It'd be nice to have some Ticats football this summer. Hey, this is cool. You know I'm obsessed with this uh, this Mars rover that's up there right now. Doing some pretty cool things. We had the, the first ever audio recording from Mars that we played on the show a couple weeks back. And now, like, this is total sci-fi stuff. There is some audio that NASA has released of laser beams being fired on Mars. Hmm. Now, they're not from alien blaster guns. It's the the actual uh, rover has lasers built in, which is neat. And, and the lasers are used to blast up tiny rocks. What? Yeah, they're getting samples of rocks. So they have. There's a laser on the on the drone or the uh, rover that is is blasting up 
rocks. But it's just cool to think there is audio that exists of an actual laser being fired on Mars. You want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah, I wish that's what it sounded like. <laughs> there are lasers, though, right? We're living in the future, though, right? Yeah, it's a real laser, but apparently this is what lasers sound like. Like a barbecue. Trying to light the barbecue or maybe having a planter's wart cauterized. <laughs> is that what it sounds like? <laughs> Yeah, imagine imagine Star Wars if that was the sound the stormtroopers. <laughs> it makes sense. They never hit anything, so it almost yeah. sounds right. Okay, we'll take it. It's a laser being fired on Mars, but okay, yes. be a lot cooler if it was this. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.